Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Four Color Ultrasound, number 19. I am your host, Dieter, and with me, as always, is... Mike. We are a uh, two friends. <laughs> I like how you laughed at that one. <laughs> yeah, well, it's because you're like, it's like you spoke into the microphone. Not like it's, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> Mike. Mike. Oh, like you weren't real. But anyway, we are two friends that enjoy reading comics together. But we enjoy talking about them even more, so we decided to make America's number one uh, most what exclusive podcast. <laughs> exclusive. If you're listening to this, it's, you're in very tight company. So <laughs> just you either know us or <laughs> or you stumbled you. upon this for some reason somewhere, and you're actually listening. But uh, yeah, so we made a podcast about it, and we will kind of review, spoil, uh, discuss comic books. This time they're from the week of, or what, October 22nd? Yeah, October 23rd would be the day. And so if you haven't read some of those comics from that day, I don't know. Give <laughs> a shit. Know. I don't know. Fuck, get right into it. Action Comics, number... 10, or 10,000. 10,000. <laughs> Number 10. I think I made that mistake DC already. 1 million. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the one, number one podcast that's unedited once we get this far into it. <laughs> Action Comics 1016, written by Brian Michael Bendis. And uh, Simon Kardinsky is the artist. And Brad Anderson is the colorist. Very simple credits on this one. Keeping it simple. Kiss, right? Keep so. it simple. Stupid. I think you're supposed to say, but it's most people don't nowadays. So you, we usually skip over this little Daily Planet like uh, social media page. Yep. But I noticed on a the work fit for a king or queen checkmate joined today. Mm-hmm. I looked that up, and that was what a the what's the guy that was they just popped up in Event Leviathan. Uh, Manhunter. No, no, no. The new right. guy. The guy who wasn't in anything else. There's a bunch of them. What new guy? I'm confused. The guy that Wonder Woman killed that one time. Oh, uh, Max Lord? Yeah, Max Lord. I could only think of Tim Cord. <laughs> that was the guy. Oh, <laughs> Tim Cord. Yeah, but <laughs> Max Lord, very close. Similar. See? Same, same Sam, name. Sam, Samsonite. <laughs> oh, so, Samsonite. But, that was uh, way off. He was the head of Checkmate. It says join today and... Okay. Remember this? So we were talking about Event Leviathan, called mm-hmm. back, but I don't know. None of this else makes any sense to me. So, <clears throat> God, this is what, right off the bat, I'm sorry, but again, this issue, like, progr- like it's Naomi just showing up. Naomi, Naomi, I guess I've been criticized about how I say that. I'll say it both ways just to confuse <laughs> everybody. How do you say it? Naomi? Naomi? Yeah, that's what I, was. Naomi. Naomi. I don't know. Naomi. I think, actually, I do say it both ways. Both. See, yeah. let's do it both. All right, both. So anyway. Naomi, Naomi, Naomi. Okay. All right, Lion Face. But uh, she shows up. It's two issues, but it is literally like just five minutes of their time. Pretty much. I mean, it's basically just a uh, advertisement for, uh, or advertise, or an advertisement, depending on how you say it, for uh, Naomi. An advertisement? An, advertis- an advertisement <laughs> for <laughs> Naomi, for Bendis' creation. But that story's over with. Like, she doesn't have a book right now. Oh, there, it, <clears throat> another one's coming. Huh. It's going to continue, yeah. Okay, well, this starts with, uh, what, Trisha Takanawa? 
<laughs> Trish I'm talking about Trish Q, as, uh, as she's known. That's funny. DC. Her name is Trish, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, Trish Q, as she's known in action comics. She yep. was the, uh, she did the gossip column, right? Yeah. And then turned it in, and then she became like a legit reporter. Even though she's reporting as a gossip column, basically. But it is like a third of this book of like just people recounting the fight between Red Cloud and Superman. Mm-hmm. And it's a decent plot device. It just doesn't do anything in this book. Especially, right? yeah, it's like, yeah. But I did notice that picture of uh, the second page there where it's like the three panels of them fighting. Yeah. It looks like Superman's just yawning in that third. He's <laughs> <laughs> breathing in the Red Cloud. <gasps> Why is there two Red Clouds in that picture? I don't know. It's part of her power. She can split up. I don't know. Her nose goes away and she can split the two. <laughs> her nose turns into another pe- another head. That's uh, <laughs> someone with a big nose. I the next, t- the next time you see Superman, though, after that yawn, it looks like he's falling asleep. It's like two pages away. <laughs> so maybe he is just really tired. That's her power. But there's every all the witnesses are saying they're like just he was like just getting frustrated. It wasn't like he was getting his ass kicked. It was just like he was getting his ass kicked and he was getting frustrated. <laughs> So she's right. a cloud, but she's also stronger than him? Yeah. Yeah, and like he can't physically do anything to her, but Naomi and Naomi can. Both of them can? <laughs> they both show up? <laughs> both Naomi and Naomi show up. Naomi, Naomi, like she blasts her with like her optic blast, right? Or whatever she's got going on. And now instead of two heads, her nose is like two different arms because she has four arms. She's like Shiva yeah. from... I think we did that bit already in the last book. <laughs> we'll well, I was gonna back. say he's like Goro from uh, Mortal Kombat for well, a real that, throwback. Well, well, Shiva, that's what Shiva was the chick one. Oh yeah, okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah see, so whatever. My reference was better. But, uh, <laughs> I forgot that's what it was. I'm going for old school uh, Mortal Kombat, not you know, less slightly less old school. And then you get some good uh, Naomi, Naomi, Batman banter back and forth that good old dialogue for uh bendis is good for he's just like saying yeah you're an untrained what does he call her you're an untested alpha power with no training whatsoever yeah, but it's hilarious when she decides to leave he's like ha, ha, ha. good job for her like he's got a little smirk on his face yeah. like, this is what i wanted her to do was not listen to me <laughs> uh, she's not gonna listen i'm so proud of her <laughs> this is how i taught all my robins but yeah, she can kick the Red Cloud's ass, which we like made fun of the last cover, which we're probably going to make fun of this cover too, seeing how it's the first book we're going over. <laughs> but we were like, Naomi, what's Na- whose ass is Naomi kicking? So it's like, that was like another, sh- this is like a, this is like a meta level Schrodinger's cover, because you have to observe the next book for the first, like the cover <laughs> to change on the last one. It's yeah. crazy. So anyway, they get in a fight, but uh. And then Superman, he can use his heat vision all of a sudden. Like, that works. Hey, no. He forgot. It's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, I should have used this to be. Like, why do you do that to begin with? Yeah, I don't know. Or was it because she wasn't, like, a physical form? She was just a gas? Like, Naomi but, had the power to turn her back into, she's like. She's still just a gas, isn't she? No, not when she has the four arms and, like, the devil head. I don't okay. think. Okay. I think she goes in and out. <laughs> she's a shapeshifter or something. <laughs> That's my best explanation. Anyway. That's your best explanation. And then what is Superman like? How does uh, what's the big beam going into the? Oh, Superman just like kind of like drills her into the ground. Yep. Yeah. 
Oh, and then this is like if you were uh, on that page too, you read what Trisha Takanao was saying. And she's like talking about the Super Bowl and then she's talking about how to swim. Uh-huh. And then like she's like, she could guess the swear. Fuck, I'm mixing up my sports <laughs> metaphors. Perry will kill me. And she says, Red Cloud had them on the ropes. She uses like a boxing metaphor, which isn't like it's a completely di- like she realizes she's using the wrong one, but then she uses another for another one. one. <laughs> it's I don't know. Strange. Yeah, the whole thing. It's it's Bendis's uh comedy, right? Everything yeah. he writes has this bit of humor in it. And it is literally like that first thirteen pages are just like her being told a story by like a bunch of different people yep. and like oh, that's crazy. I'm not a fan of it. Like I said, I it, <clears throat> The, the the that story technique doesn't bother me in general, but in this, it just it adds nothing. Well, it's not like it, it it works if you uh, if you don't know what's happening as he, as the reader, right? And then it it reveals something as the story goes on, but it's just telling you as it's going on, right? It's so a, you're re- you're watching it happen and watching them talk about it happening. It's not and like it's daunting to read because it's like it's just a lot yeah. of repeat talking. Like somebody asks a question, they yep. like confirm the question, they ask it again. It's like like at the very, she's like, I heard him say something about going to Oregon, Oregon, Pacific Northwest, Oregon. Then he changes the page. It's like Pacific Northwest, Oregon. And it's like, <laughs> God damn! Like, why did I have to read that yeah. four times? I don't know. Like, it's just, it's not funny. It's not fun. It's not funny. Nope. It's not fun or funny. It's neither. It's, it's like, I don't know. But then Naomi gets taken. Naomi, Naomi gets taken home, <laughs> and. uh... <laughs> Her mom's just been waiting there the whole time. So it hasn't been that long because she's just like, oh, it's sunset. You know, it's just been, it's been like two hours. Yeah. And who knows how long it took her to get to Metropolis. Because she like had, remember, it was like the stumbling, bumbling adventures of Naomi flying over to Metropolis. <laughs> so I don't know, but there's a pretty good bit in here with a Batman where yeah. he's like, that much power is a crutch. Ask him. It could make you lazy and arrogant. <laughs> I've seen it. You let either one of those into your life and you're dead. He goes, what I meant was, congratulations <laughs> on your new power. <laughs> he goes into this whole thing because his his hatred for Superman. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, whatever. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good job with those new powers. Oh, it's pretty. I thought that was pretty good. That's so, pretty like, funny. as much shit writing as Bendis does, you end up getting like those old gems right there. Yep. And uh, even Superman right after is like, there you go. Like, all right, good <laughs> yeah, job. exactly. That's what, what I meant to say. But. Oh, and then, like, it's pretty cool that Batman brings up, uh, like, all the other stuff he's doing in all his other books. Well, yeah, well, the thing that DC is doing really well right now, the stuff that I read online is a lot of the creators really get together all the time, and they so they do they do have an idea of where all the stories are going to go, right? Not each individual story, but they make sure that everything is tied together well, and, and they're doing that here. Right, that's what they're doing. He mentions Leviathan well, just in, and Bane well, that's, and it's funny you mentioned like the stories fitting together and doing well because like <laughs> I was gonna bring up how like this next part doesn't fit in. I don't oh. understand it, but no, you're right. But overall, Batman bringing up like he's like yeah, I've got Leviathan, Bane, Catwoman, and Mister Freeze. Like so, he even brings in Detective Comics, right? He's like, I'm almost completely out of Robins. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I'm almost completely out of Robins. But it's oh, yeah. what, I mean, it's what they're trying to do overall. Like, if you look deep, deep deep dive into it, yes, this is not very deep stories that fully connect every minute. Like when you talked about a couple of episodes ago about the timing didn't match, right? But and yeah. and uh, Tom King's is on the side, his Batman run is on the side. But for the most yeah. part, they really are trying to all head to one direction. 
Yeah. Even if it's not one direct, it's just like the fact that they bring up yeah. the other books. Like they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm doing this. And it's like, it's even though it's just like one word bubble. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. It's oh, just like, uh-huh. it's cool to think about like, oh yeah. So Batman and all the other books is the same Batman. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, what I was going to say is because like now they're with this Star Labs thing, this is where like, remember a few issues ago where Superman fought that giant monster that was like created by Star Labs? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then this Dr. Joy or, or Dr. Glory Hole was like, I, uh, like they weren't trusting her. It was a few, like, yeah. Clark Kent wrote like a huge article about how Star Labs was like, can't be trusted, but they're like, hey, Naomi, we're going <laughs> to watch on you. But then Batman's like, we're going to watch Star Labs, watch her. Like, why even bother? Yeah. Like, but I guess it's the whole Leviathan thing because Star Labs wasn't attacked, right? So, yeah. Who knows who Leviathan is? And then the big reveal now that our Naomi guest star, guest spot has ended, uh, Naomi, Naomi. She's gone. You can catch her, though, as Mike says in her upcoming book, Naomi, Naomi, number one, I guess. Or is it going to be number seven? <clears throat> Don't know. No, no, I'm guessing it's be number seven. But <clears throat> Danau. But anyway, uh, the big reveal is uh, you got Mr. Strong and what's her name again? They never say it on the page. It's, it's Miss Leon. Miss Leon, that's right. She's like, well. Our invisible organization's not going to be invisible no more. We're going to fight everybody. So I don't know. Is that interesting to you at all? <clears throat> yeah, they finally bring her forward, right? Instead of just being a background for was it sixteen issues now? That's what I mean. Like they started this off with issue number one. Like she's going to be the yeah. big, the big threat now. <laughs> oh, finally! Hey, welcome to the party, pal. <clears throat> I'm not sure how she's gonna fitting with Leviathan who's trying to get rid of all these secret organizations and apparently she's a secret organization that they don't care about. I mean, they did talk to her, right? <laughs> I don't well, know. You had to have secrets, right? She just has a... Yeah, that's well, true. Is, she's like, show everybody in Metropolis how big an empire we built <laughs> under them. An empire of what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I don't know. We don't know. That's the secret. Right? How big have. it is, we'll find out. So Metropolis at war. And this is like, I guess this is a twofer because, like I said in the beginning, we don't really pay attention to or mention that like little uh, social media page. Yeah. And we hardly ever talk about the ads in the back, but this, I was very interested in this villain of the year thing. Uh-huh. And I was one, I was curious as uh, we could take a vote now and we could pick our vote for the villain of the year. Ooh. Who's the best of the worst? Yeah, so they got, I guess it's the biggest knight who will take home the gold, and they got Mark <laughs> Russell, our beloved Mark Russell. He's going to be writing a book, I guess, where like Harley Quinn does, like it's going to be like a game show. And uh, they did, was it like the Christmas Christmas special book they did a few years ago where like Harley was hosting the yeah. book? Yep. Yeah, so if they do something like that, I think that'll be fun. I liked that book. I did Mark Russell that. do it? That's probably Amanda Connor, right? It wasn't Mark Russell, yeah. It was something else. But just if it's that style where she's yeah. like breaking the fourth wall and talking to you. like And Mark <laughs> Russell doing it, it'll be great. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. So, uh, real quick, villain of the Well, let's go over the villain of the year, the vote. So, they got Bane from Batman, Black Manta from Aquaman. I didn't read any Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Captain Neither. Cold from The Flash. I didn't. I don't remember him being in it that much this year. He's in it lately. He's 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 shown back up now. Okay, Catwoman in Catwoman. I don't know if that's fair. It's her own book. Yeah. Uh, the controller Moo. 
from uh, the Green Lantern. Didn't read it. Deathstroke and Deathstroke. Now, are they talking about the Deathstroke that's like now now? Or are they talking about the Deathstroke that's always been? Uh, I don't know. I'm assuming now now. That one that's like killing everybody? The one that killed Hussan and like that Uh one? Because I don't, like, I think both of them are pretty good, but. But Kellum doesn't work either because she hasn't been a villain for a while. Yeah, but yeah, but both of those Deathstrokes were pretty bad. Except for he was like a good guy. Remember, he did like the unit, he was in that Justice League. He made his own Justice League. Uh huh. But that was just for, it was was all bad intentions. But anyway, Flashpoint Batman from Batman. That's a pretty good one Mm -hmm. because we've been reading Batman. Uh, Jericho from Deathstroke, he hasn't really been the bad guy either. He's been a bit of a jerk lately, yeah. controlling his boyfriend, and he's, uh, I mean, I guess that's the biggest thing, mind controlling him the whole time. Right. <clears throat> then you got Leviathan, which we don't even know who that is. Well, you will by the time this, by November 1st, right? No, you won't, because it'll be next month. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Lex Luthor, that's a pretty good one. It's a good one, yeah. Lobo from the Teen Titans, that was pretty shitty. It was only in, like, a couple books, and it yeah. wasn't that great. Mr. Freeze, yawn. <laughs> Mirror Master, again, from Flash. Didn't read much, I don't know. Perpetua from Justice League. I, I mean, pretty hard to not pick that one. Ra- She's the biggest one there, isn't she? Raish, Rash, Raz al Ghul from Batman and the Outsiders. Did you read that? Oh, no. No, I didn't realize it was in it. I didn't read it either, so I don't know. Red Hood? Yeah. <clears throat> I haven't himself, read that again, like himself? Yeah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Rogal Czar from Superman. We've been over that quite a bit. He was pretty badass, right? I like Rogal Czar. The Batman Who Laughs. Gotta love the Batman Who Laughs. Yeah, he's pretty good. He was pretty villainous. He's done a lot of bad he's shit. He's pretty messed up. And it sounds like he's coming up with some big stuff. The uh, whole crisis that's coming. Right. So I think he's going to be a big part of that. The Cheetah? Uh, I haven't been reading Wonder Woman, unfortunately. No, and even in Justice like all she's doing is like snorting catnip on the front. <laughs> Look at that picture, though, in the painting. Does that look like a dildo underneath her? Yes, it is. It's supposed to be a shoe, right? I don't know. Uh, it looks, yes, like it looks like a dildo. dildo. It does. But anyway, and then the Joker, of course, rounding it out from the Batman Who Laughs, which he was kind of like the good guy in that, wasn't he? Yeah, he didn't do much in that. Except create, like, the <laughs> Batman Who Laughs? I don't know. So who's your pick for Villain of the Year? Oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, villain of the year, I guess it would have to be uh, someone like Batman who laughs or Perpetua. See, I was going to pick Perpetua. And then that would be like the best supporting villain you'd have to give to Lex Luthor, right? Yeah, yep. See, but if I did pick the Batman who laughs, I'd want the supporting villain to be that Punisher Batman guy, but he's not on the list. <laughs> you'd have to be. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'd go with Perpetua. Not because I haven't read much of the other, but like just out of like the shit that's happened, like what they've caused, they're pretty bad. So Yeah, <clears throat> that's why it's for me it's either Perpetua or the Batman of Laughs. So what about the comeback villain then? Who are you going to pick for that? Comeback, I see. Might also be Lex Luthor because he was a good guy for a while. Yeah, see, I was going to pick Deathstroke because like <laughs> who would have ever thought that that book would be good? But I don't yeah, think they look true. at it that way, you know what I mean? Like... If you would have told me, like we said at the beginning of Rebirth, like one of the best books to come out of its death, Deathstroke, would you? You would have laughed. Yeah, out of these, I think Deathstroke would be the best because uh, I haven't liked Tom King's Bane. So yeah, guys, that'd be back? most of. I'd pick Bane for the most obsessed villain. <laughs> <laughs> Eighty yeah. issues of like the same thing. 
Hell of obsessing over Batman. Trying to think who else come back. Leviathan. I don't know who Leviathan is. Joker hasn't come back from anything. I'd give Leviathan the best justification for evil award. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because like they're they've swayed everybody. Yep. And not in the sense of like how Luthor swayed everybody for Doom, but like Levi- like everybody's supportive, su- supposedly on board with Leviathan's thoughts. Like all the good is turning to it. So. Yeah, there's that's my picks: Perpetua, Deathstroke, Bane, Lex. Oh, we missed best villain upgrade. Hmm. 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 Jericho. Cheetah was, upgrade. Cheetah was upgraded <laughs> to the catnip cheater. Cheetah. Yeah, okay. Cheetah upgraded because all those banner <laughs> titles. She looks hella crazy. She looks okay, Cheetah. crazy in that. And uh, then Leviathan for justification for evil. So those are my picks. We'll see how it goes down. You remember those picks? Yeah. <laughs> all right, good. I just recorded them. Oh, there you go. Well, let's listen to it again. I, re- I don't have to. I just re- It's like, I remember it. <laughs> well, I won't remember it. <laughs> no, it's like, yeah. So anyway. Oh, and then we're supposed to, you know, judge the story by its cover as well. Or judge the cover by its Did story. I do it? Just the co- whatever we got to do. We got to do that other bit that <laughs> that we're supposed bit. to do with the book. And I wanted to pick this one again because, like I said, we made fun of it before. Yeah. This one offers up as much as many answers as it offers up for the last one. It offers more questions. Where's Jimmy and Perry White? They wouldn't even in this, were they? No, but I was going to say a few things about that. One, it looks like Jimmy's doing like an optic blast, even though that's like coming out of Naomi. Naomi. He's doing the uh, the uh, Michael Jackson black and white video. They're standing there screaming. Yeah, it's a ho. <laughs> Yo! He's all like his jack is flare back. <laughs> yep. And uh, Perry White's kind of like looking away, but. Clark Kent's about to reveal himself as Superman to Perry White. Well, he's going to do that anyway, so. <laughs> <What are you? laughs> so, why as well do it now? You said these is- these issues are for are foreshadowing, right? Oh, the last yeah, one? I guess. Well, don't ruin it. <laughs> we ruined it last time. But then, like, this arrow that's pointing to Naomi. <laughs> this is a jumper, Naomi. This but, is Naomi. Yeah. It should, like, <laughs> why did they put a job for it? It's like, why is it pointing to her? It's one or the other. <laughs> Like, what is the job? Her? Or is it like, was it originally just a point, like, this is that's Naomi? Hilarious. And they were like, that's a little too obvious. Make it, uh, this is a job well, for Naomi. Well, because this is a job for Superman, right? And it's this a question. This is a job for Superman. It says Superman is, is opening a shirt, and they're like, no, wait. Naomi's the one that's doing this. I think that's, that's what they're trying to go for. That's why it's a question as well. Right. This is a job for Naomi? Really? This is a job for Naomi? <laughs> Naomi? They, that's they, why the que- they don't know how to say it, so that's why the yeah. question mark is there. Yeah. They've really gone back to the old school uh, covers of trying to make it look bigger than it is and more bombastic. It's really good art, though. You know who oh, did yeah. the cover? Oh, yeah, it's great. Now, it seems like, is this, throughout the whole book, it seemed like they're trying to get a vibe, the same vibe as uh, Event Leviathan, but it's not the same artist, is it? Skurdinsky? Okay, yeah. So. That's Jamal Campbell that did the cover, by the way. Oh, okay. That's really good stuff on the cover. It looks like a like an oil painting almost. Yeah, that's right. Moyev does a does a Vin Leviathan. But so, what about the cover? Do you like about what this the art? <clears throat> I say like it looks like an oil painting. Oh. It's like really good. Like it's really like there's a lot of detail and like the shadowing and the lighting. Like there's a lot of different lightings and shadows and like just the 
everything's like really detailed i guess you could mm-hmm. say and it's like just the way it's done i like it i like how like even like jimmy olsen and perry white are like in the back small but they're still very detailed like yeah. all the you can see like individual hairs on perry it's just like a lot of detail it's good stuff but I don't know, like what, like the red, the red cloud looks like. She's got like some kind of weird, like super boner coming out of her. <laughs> it's about to, like Naomi's about to like, like. It's grabbing her. It's yeah, got, but she's a hand. I don't know. It's, it's a is it a hand. hand? No, it's a boner hand. It's a boner <laughs> hand. That makes sense then. Yeah, it is strange looking. It is. I mean, put that on. Ask Doug Campbell or whoever drew what was his name. <laughs> I said I already forgot. Jamal Campbell. What was the thought there? What's going on here? Just bad with a question. This is a job for what's going on here. Yeah. Speaking of what's going on here, Batman Superman number three, Mike. Jesus Christ, was this good comic fun. But <laughs> I did it, so you didn't like it. Like, what? This is pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome if it, like you enjoy things that don't make sense <laughs> and like just make you question everything about it and like what came before it and then like you get all kinds of weirdness that you're like, why is this happening? Then yeah, it's a wonderful book. This is a little where I love the cover. I wish I just wish the Batman Superman was not covering the uh the S. The what? The words Batman Superman, they should have left that off. Or way way down the bottom. I love the uh, blood, the blood bat around the. Oh S-O. yeah, that's so awesome. Well, I'm sure you could, you know, color it. In. They have to have it somewhere, right? Yeah, just got to go somewhere. But yeah, before we get too far into it, Joshua Williamson, writer, uh, David Marquez, artist, Alejandro Sanchez, colorist, and uh, yeah, who did that cover? That's uh, Marquez, Marquez and Sanchez. Sanchez. So yeah, the yep. same guys that do the book to the cover. That's good stuff. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, let's speak. So this one, what's been going on? Uh, last issue it left off. It's only been two issues. Uh, Superman decided to go undercover as the Superman who laughs to get information out of the Batman who laughs because you know that's the only way it's (laughs) going to happen, right? He's not going to give up information to just no regular Superman. So uh, you get a few like what. I guess it just starts off with like pointing out Batman's a dick, right? He's like, "Look, I, I, I spy on all these all my friends, and I know it's a betrayal of their trust. I know I'm a dick, but whatever." So, yeah, one of my gripes with this is like, yeah, your first ten pages again are just nothing. Uh huh. It's like you know, it's supposed oh, is it really to really though. No. It- it's yeah. Superman fighting him, right? And and the, no, none of this really happens out. though, because what? he's not even out of his cell and everything. Yeah, but you're not supposed to know that, and the Batman laughs is not supposed to know that. Yeah, but he he, the jig is up right away because they even say, like Batman's like he knows Clark, and he's like I've known the whole time. That's the super. That's the whole thing, right? You're supposed to be reading this and going, uh, does he know? Does he not know? Holy shit, he knows. I don't, but I didn't get that. I was just like, I got to this far. I was like, wait, so not only did he not even get out of his cell, like, yeah. it was just like a hologram. And it was a hologram that he needed. And if it was a hologram, he really needed Batman to be, Superman to be. Uh, yeah, I know. Everything else was fake, but he really needed him to take that serve and risk his life. I didn't think of that until just now. Okay, well. And then it's like, and then like he knew the whole time because he's like, the way the hologram smells, I yeah. knew it. It's like, well, why did you say something or like. Five pages ago, so we could get our money's worth on this one instead of like a third of the book being wasted by some bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. I liked it. I enjoyed it. And so, from Maybe all it's that, the art, the art's awesome in this. 
but yeah, but from all that, they figured out what that very cryptic fucking very last sentence he says, like, names in the sky. He's like, oh, Jim Gordon. <laughs> Uh-huh. So Batman takes off to get Jim Gordon, right? Yep. Now, my other gripe about this is, are they saying Jim Gordon is one of the six? I think so. But he didn't have a bat. He didn't get turned by a batarang. See, that's the whole thing. Cause like we talked about, because all the batarangs have symbols on it. There's so... no Jim Gordon symbol. Well, but if he had symbols on it, then they would know who they are, right? If they're going by those symbols, that's the yeah. part that I'm really confused about. Because they're not supposed to know who the six are. But then why do they have six batarangs with symbols on them? Well, we went over, like, when they, the fort, the casting didn't have the symbols. They had yeah. to, like, grind them in afterwards. So mm-hmm. super, they still don't know who it is. But Gordon was changed in the story before the batarangs yeah. came into play. But, the, but that, that whole, it's just like uh, Jigsaw from the Saw movies. He had this planned out before that because this didn't get, this didn't get into play until the Batman Laughs was caught. But then why right? did he make him a batarang then? Like why, why is there not? six bats? Batman laughs. Everything's a bat. Have you have you ever read a Batman comic? No, but why would he make a sixth one if Gordon was already turned? He doesn't need a sixth batarang to turn him. Is what I'm getting at. Why would he forge a sixth one just to be like, all right, this one's for Gordon, but we don't need it, so let's put it on the shelf. Like, okay, maybe Gordon's not one of the six then. He is though, because they even say that they like say like they count it all together, uh-huh. and I think they bring it up. I don't know exactly where it was. But we do get the return of Rookie, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> did you enjoy that as much as I did? The uh, the, the 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 bunny Batman suit? Yeah, Rookie. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I thought it was super sweet. When it shows up, yeah. And it leads to something hilarious to talk about in just a minute. <laughs> but uh, what's that mask that Gordon puts on? Is that like a Court of Owls thing? It, that's what I thought. It looks like a Court of Owls, but but it's only half the face, so I don't know. I know, because like later he's like, bang, bang, bang. He's like, got his like, two guns out. And he's like, but why do you put the mask on? And <laughs> I have so, no idea. It's so crazy. Like, there's just like hella crazy <laughs> shit that's happening. And, like, but it's insane. It's so awesome. So, Superman shows up and starts fighting. He know, he's uh, taking care of Batman at first. And it's like, but all of a sudden, <clears throat> he like vaporizes Rookie, which is like, I could only tell you is like a like a fuck you to Batman because he's destroyed Kalex in the last issue. Remember mm-hmm. when he busted out that ice? Like, <laughs> you destroy my robot, I destroy yours. <laughs> and so, I don't know. But this, it, like I said, so he... And then Jim Gordon gets his, right? Yep. Oh, he just gets punched real hard. Yeah. And the mask comes That's off, right. like right then. So like, really, what was the point of this mask? Jim Gordon likes masks. He always wanted <laughs> to be Batman. <laughs> That's why he became Batman for a little while. And so he has this mask hidden, but it took it took until he was the uh, Batman who laughs before he could have the balls to put it on in front of Batman. And then who was helping Gordon in the other issues? Why isn't that person around helping him now? <laughs> I don't know. What? <laughs> That's what I was like, oh, well, you know that guy that was with him the whole time? And yeah. we didn't know who it was because they no. never showed them? Because like, yeah, they... you know it looked like uh, Batman who laughs? We'll find out that later, I'm sure. Yeah, but are we... <laughs> this is only issue two. <laughs> Three like, I'm, I was the guy that was with Gordon back in all those issues. Like, how do we yes. know that? You could make it anybody at this point because <laughs> you never really cont- like told us when it was happening. Like, you should have been talking to him at some point. <laughs> it's such a weird like they totally left that one open. I think I don't even, I don't know. It just gets stranger from here on out because 
when they get back to the Forge of Solitude, like Kalex is already fixed. Or Kelex, what do you call him? Kalex? Kalex? Yeah. Oh, so he's, Kalex. He's, he's already fixed from like Bruce like smashing him into a <laughs> bunch of pieces, right? Superman moves him super speed. Okay, so they fixed him, but he's only been fixed for like maybe a day or two. <laughs> and then he gets but on the next page he gets destroyed <laughs> by Batman's robot that Superman <laughs> destroyed to get back at Batman for destroying his robot. <laughs> it's like this constant cycle or circle of robot abuse. It's hella crazy what's happening. Well, this tied to metal men all the robot abuse. You can't abuse people anymore because people get offended, right? Yeah. Or so people get hurt. Get to... <laughs> like, no, you're just being up on robots. <laughs> just gonna just, like, like they fixed this robot just to kill him again. <laughs> it's <all> crazy. <laughs> oh, but he gets like taken over by all those like little nanite bugs. I don't know how they work. Yeah. Not to bury the lead, but it's a uh... so blue beetle. You didn't get to see him. This is my other gripe: is you didn't get to he. If he's another one of the six, like you didn't get to see them use the batarang on him. Nope. Like, why did they make these batarangs? <laughs> uh, I don't. It's such, the batarangs are such a weird plot point. Like they don't bring them up when they should, and they bring them up when they shouldn't. I don't know. It's just they lead to so many questions. But what do you know about the Hivey Reyes uh, Blue Beetle? He started in New Fifty Two. He was a kid. Yeah. He got the suit, and that was about it. I read the first couple issues. I never read more than that. <clears throat> and then another weird, because like I said, this issue gets really weird, is uh, when Blue Beetle jumps out, you know how I get to, you yep. get to guess your guess the swear? Yep. My mind went straight to world police. <laughs> turkey, turkey, turkey. No, but, surprise, cockbags. <laughs> oh, there you go, surprise. <laughs> Surprise. Like, why would they put surprise in front of that? Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, surprise, I guess, assholes going for, but. Nah. <laughs> no way. Surprise, so, fuckheads. I don't know. Dare. It could be anything. Uh, is, that, is that what's going to come next? Is what? Suck my dick. Uh, right? <laughs> no, really. No, really. No, no that's hilarious. But, uh, Team America, World Police. What a great movie. That was a good movie. So, yeah, surprise, guys. It's your old pal, Jaime Reyes. The but it's truth. hilarious here, because, and it says, uh, the Justice League always underestimated me. Treat me like I was, wasn't the real Blue Beetle. So you never understood the power of the Piscarab. Just saw me as, you just saw me as some kid. So is this commentary, the fact that Blue Beetle, that, that uh, Jaime Reyes never really got picked up and uh, nobody read it? This is a guy, he's staring right at the camera here. I have a feeling this is someone saying, look, you guys never liked him. Here he is as a badass. Right. And has Blue Beetle, like, always been a rip of Spider-Man? Uh, I'm not sure. I think he, could, I think he was one of the um, characters that uh, that DC inherited back in, was the EC Comics or whatever they were, back when uh, DC was National Comics, and there was all the different companies that merged. Oh, yeah. So I think he was before, I think he's actually, he might be before uh, Spider-Man. And then, so, besides of all that other weird shit happening, why, like, they show Alfred down here, just by the way, like, this is before he's murdered in Batman uh-huh. 77, little editor, just in case you're like, look, Alfred is still oh. alive. <laughs> no, he's not, he's still dead. Yep. But, what does Bane have to do with this part of this story? No, that's, uh, Blue Beetle's face. That's the Blue Beetle logo? Look at his eyes. 
I thought it was the Bane. Logo. I thought it was too, but it looks like it looks like his eyes on his thing right there. And if you look at the, uh, okay, that makes more sense. All right, then. All right. I can get. I was like, <laughs> I looked back and forth. I was like, is that the? It does Bane? look at Bane because it looks like yeah, and because it, it showed Alfred. I was like right away. Yeah. But anyway, and because it brought up Batman seventy seven, I'm like, so that's like I don't know. And then so. I just love how like he, uh, uh, Blue Beetle infects everything and and. and he sends a virus to the computers, and all he does is put his face on every single screen. <laughs> right. Yeah, look, yeah, there's the virus, my face. Now you can't do nothing but look at it. But yeah, so he's he's infected as well, but we didn't get to see him get hit with a battering, which I'm pretty pissed off about. <laughs> but then the end of this book takes a kind of weird turn. This is kind of like what we were talking about in the last issue of yeah. Action Comics, is like how they're bringing everything together. And this is like, even though this plan is going on... uh the the Batman who laughs can tell like something else is happening like it says yeah. like uh, changing uh, someone is changing time and space twisting yeah and the twisting the multiverse reckoning is coming you know the reckoning and then you see him in his uh, cell and then he realizes Lex Luthor's behind it you see the doom symbol yeah. in the sky he's like and now like he has to fight Lex I guess yeah that's what I'm saying it seems like they're the the crisis is going to be him and Lex fighting once all the stories merge, but who okay. knows? Because you got in the other one, then you also got the Tempest Fugitnot. I wasn't in the uh, next book we're going to be reading, but one of the other um, vil- uh, Year of the Villain books, the tie-ins. You got the Tempest Fugitnot that's that's just watching all the multiverses collapse, and then he keeps talking about the in? dark multiverse. Which one was that in? It was in. Uh, Shoot, which is the ones that came out, the Year of the Villain ones. From... Oh, we've, we've been over like every single one except for the first one, which was Sinestro, I think. No, there was there was the... There's that guy with the big horns, the big yellow horns. The fuck? Yeah, Tempest Fugonaut. <sighs> which book was that in? I don't know, you're starting to scare me. Are you having a stroke? What? Yes, I am. <laughs> you're stroking out. Yeah, I'll, I'll look it up. But this one ends with a like. I'll just continue. Then this is the next, the secret six revealed. Like, so maybe it's not going to be any of these people that I'm like, is that guy in it? Is it it's like it's going to be a different no, six people all together. And they're like, now we're going to reveal them. But I don't know. That's kind of crazy. But this book is just batshit wacky because it's crazy. There is a story going on, but it doesn't make much sense when you break it down. But in all the robot abuse is just ridiculous. But uh, the a lot of this, I, lo- I really like the art in this book. Like oh, it yeah. almost looks like it's finger like fingerprints in it. I'm not even sure what that technique is. Is it actual paint or something? What? Like if you look closely at it earlier on the back, it looks like it too. But if you look at uh, the pa- uh, first couple of pages where it says "Who are the Secret Six? and you look at all the shading in the background, yeah, like it looks like fingerprints. Like how do you do that? Yeah, it might be watercolors. Is it watercolor with actual fingerprints? Yeah, if you look, yeah, I don't know. Because the other art through the book, like the other backgrounds, are called watercolory too yeah. as well. Because I, I know I just love the whole thing—the the look of Superman, the 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 Joker face, and then that lower right panel. Like I wish that was a larger panel, with the uh, shading in the back of Superman with the cape in the background, and you know you got the fingerprints again, but then you got the glowing uh, eyes and the glowing S. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And the last page, too, even with that Doom logo in the sky, uh-huh. like the way the di- the sky is done. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, it's cool. Really cool. And then all the lettering in this, where they got the different <coughs> colorings of... They brought back the uh, the laughs for Superman when he's 
like yeah. fighting off um what's it called fighting off the the virus the joker serum the joker serum yeah then you got the robot lettering and everything. It's kind of cool. Super cool. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, speaking of the year of the villain. Uh, year of the villain. Black <laughs> Adam. Number one. Written by Paul Jenkins. Artist Inaki Minera. Oh, I'm sorry. Mirianda. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> Our okay. favorite colorist. Sorry, let's go back. And I'm no, cutting you off here. I was just about to talk about our favorite colorist, AI Hi-Fi. <laughs> AI Hi-Fi, sorry. <laughs> so anyway, go on. Well, I was going back because the, uh, the the Tempest Fugonaut. He was in the Batman Nightfall one. That was one of the big ones, the Dark Multiverse. I just kept saying oh. you're the villain, the Dark Multiverse one. Yeah, I didn't read that one yet. I, that was just out. I didn't think that had yeah. – I thought that was like a – like that type, that was just not that wasn't going to do anything with anything. Well, who knows if it will be, but it's um this this guy Tempest Fugonaut was created was started with uh, Sideways because he came from the um the Dark Multiverse and he jumped over. Oh, Sideways. I remember that guy. Yeah. That guy that could okay, I remember seeing he was in his first issue. I read that first yeah. issue. And then okay. he's he's showed up in the Dark Multiverse one. So I think he's going to show up in a lot of the Dark Multiverse ones. He's also showing the Flash. He's showing in the Flash forward. He showed up in that too. So he's like the new Metron or something? Basically. Metron or a Watcher or whatnot. And he keeps talking about a dark crisis that's coming. And yeah. so, <clears throat> when you know, when Perpetua stuff is done, it looks like there there's going to be a big merging of the Dark Multiverse with um, with uh, Batman Who Laughs leading it versus, you know, the other side. Remember I used to joke about, like, man, Snyder, like, that guy doesn't, like, <laughs> he's, like, just turning DC into his own universe. Yep. It's like it turns out that's going to be true. Now. Well, it's going to because he says something even bigger is coming after since he's uh, quitting. Um, what's it called? Justice League. Justice League. Yeah, makes something sense. Bigger is coming. So yeah. Anyway, sorry. So yeah. Okay. Tempest Fugonaut. Say it again for the fiftieth time in this episode. So yeah. Check that out. <laughs> yep. I'll have to read. I'll read that one. I picked it up, but never got to it. So. Yeah, like I was saying, Black Adam. You're the villain. The power of one. Writer Paul Jenkins. Inaki Minerata and High Fi. So, what are your feelings <laughs> of what are your feelings of Black Adam? I haven't read this? much of Black Adam so I, I've been reading the uh, Shaz- you know Jeff Johns Shazam book. Black Adam showed up, but he was he's still really been in the background, and that book never comes out. <laughs> yeah, I've never really read much. Yeah, much exclusive like I, or the events with him in it or anything like that. But like to me, he was always like just like a doctor doom type of guy right like he has his yeah. own country mm-hmm. his own fictional country where he's like the leader and he has to like he's a bad guy but he's like a good guy to them yep type of deal and he showed up in was it justice league he's been showing up no he's been in a doomsday clock a lot okay yeah doomsday clock he was yeah he's a big part of that story mm-hmm. but uh which i was gonna bring up so right off the bat you get he's battling the Shazam who laughs, who was in Batman and Superman, which we just went over the second issue. Yep. So right away, does this? So this happens what before or after? This has to happen after issue one of Batman and Superman, right? Because that's when he turned into uh, Shazam laughs. But is it after episode two? Does he, did he already get his ass kicked by Batman and Superman, and now he's here picking on Black Adam, or is yes. he like his cape is ripped, so he must have. Oh, okay, so he, he got up and flew over here. <laughs> He's like, "Shit, I'm gonna pick on somebody my own size." <laughs> Basically, 
He, he knows A. Your villain has to be the exact the exact opposite of you with the same powers. Right. Which is exa- <laughs> that's what I was going to bring up later on. Which is like it gets weird to me. But <laughs> it gets the really part weird. I like about this is one they're so they're crossing over, not only an event but a story. Yep. Right. Yep. Like that Batman who that's they did it at the end of that story, but this is even more. Like bringing to you, hey, this book and this book are the same. Like they're happening at the same time and with the same characters. So it jumps back a few days in time before Shazam shows up to kick Black Adam's ass. The uh, and, uh, Scott Snyder uh, uh, school of storytelling. Right. <laughs> Here's how the end. Here's, <laughs> Here's how, how it ends. ends. Now let's show you how it begins yep. and you can figure out when the two intersect. But uh, right, like what makes them think because so Billy Batten shows up and he's like, or as Shazam, and he's like yelling at everybody like, you know, you guys make all, your country makes all this money off of oil, but like your country looks like shit, right? Yep. And he's supposedly speaking in their language very well. Mm-hmm. What gives it right away that he's an American? Because <laughs> the attitude. They want to come in and take over. Because <clears throat> they're like, get out of here, America! Like all, they all call him an American. Like, what's the American's problem? It's just weird. Like, it's not like Captain America, but he is like yelling a lot of stuff, like democracy and capitalism, right? Yeah. Is he really? Is that what he's talking about? I don't know. Yeah, because he even talks about voting. He's like, you, yeah. you guys will figure out what that is <laughs> soon enough. Like, because he's, he's like, hell, talking about like, yeah, because he's like, take your money, put it back into the infrastructure of your city. Yep. Like, get yourself some health care, some hospitals, right? And he's, like, saying, like, and then, like, you'll vote on stuff. It's really weird. Like, he's coming over here as, like, Captain Democracy, like, just being a dick. Well, so, you know, that's what Americans do, right? Go to other countries just, and say, hey, this is what we're going to – you guys live the way we want to live. Yeah, I guess so. But then, like – and then he starts, like, totally getting on – like, they have this big fight, right? Yeah. And he totally gets on – black adam about like how like everybody's like just the whole like uh religion aspect of it right yep and like he's laughing about how black adam like because black adam explains to like where he gets all his powers from but i thought it was the same thing like because shazam's like oh they're praying to their invisible people in the sky and all this but aren't his powers based off of gods yeah so like he's like <laughs> the, the atheist gods, guess, that's but, like yeah yeah, it's, I don't, I don't, I, I didn't get that either because <clears throat> Shazam gets his powers from the same from Shazam. I'm mean, sorry, Black Adam gets his powers from from Shazam, the the, the same um, wizard. It's just like the opposite. Like his are Egyptian gods, as where Shazam's are yeah. Greek mythology gods. But right? the original one was he it was it was. I'm not sure what happened because the original one he uh, Black Adam was the first one to get the powers, and then he screwed it all up and they took it all away. So I'm not sure where he got the powers back from. I always assumed it was just the same powers he somehow got back. Well, this when he ex- when he does it, when he does the explanation, like he says yep. the same types of powers yep. that Shazam has. Like because Shazam's like what Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, uh, Zeus, Zeus, and I don't know what M is. Mercury, and then Mercury, yeah, and, uh, yeah. And then when Black Adam goes over his powers in this one, he says like all Egyptian gods, yeah, because he's, re- yeah, he's originally from Egypt, so. Yeah, so it's like, and he's like supposed to be from like five thousand years before, right? Yeah, yep. and he makes like the analogy is like, or it's like he's like you, your God given powers as if it were a video game. Do you think he would like use video game? <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, well, he's lived in our time for you know long enough. He's played a lot of video games. But does it look like anybody in his country has video games? <laughs> no. Exactly. Like it's such a strange thing. Like <laughs> at least a board game or something. I don't know. <laughs> but then it gives Billy the chance to say, "I like video games." Yep. <laughs> but uh, that's basically it, though. He just comes in there to bully them and to be in like, "Hey." Yeah, be I think more they're like a message. Be more like America. Yep. And stop praying to false gods, even though like my powers come from these gods <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And then and then, oh, the whole ending where they they're all praying and <clears throat> that they zap them and hold them still. I don't know where those powers came from. Is it is it because wherever Shazam got his powers from the Wizard, he's still around and is helping these people out? I, I was lost. No, like, well, Black Adam explains, like, they're praying to all the Egyptian gods, and they're just, a, since his powers are real, these gods must be real, so they prayed to all the gods. Like, well, yeah, but it doesn't just, seem like they get, I don't think they get the powers from the same person, they, like, anymore. Well, I guess not. If that's, is that where, if that's where it's always come from, then fine, but, but you would think Black Adam would know that already, not to be surprised that this works. I really like the way he sticks it, like, so when he, like you said, they... All the people pray and they help him defeat the yeah. Shazam who laughs and they turn him back into like Billy. But I really like when uh, Black Adam takes him and he's like, he's like, now say your magic word, fly back to your people. <laughs> your less than triumphant return will be a message they need. Like, it's like Shazam. Like, like, oh no, he like totally punks the shit out of yeah. him. Because like for the most part of it, it is Shazam besting Black Adam. Yep. And uh, But then, you know, like you said... Black Adam uses his people in his country to fight back. And then uh, what I like about this one is that it kind of ties everything into, like all the other issues we've been reading today, it kind of brings everything together. Mm -hmm. Like if you go back to the the title page where he's talking to his generals and all that stuff before, like what to do, they bring up uh, Luthor and they bring up, like you said, or like I said, Leviathan. And all that kind of stuff. That so everything else that's going mm-hmm. on in the universe. So, and then it makes the joke <laughs> about the when they're talking about like what is a government, and he brings up, uh, you know, tell me where does power come from? Is it from me, from the simple <laughs> soil of Kandak, or how do you say their country? Kandak, Kandak, perhaps. Maybe it's Kandak because the H is there. Yeah, maybe. Or from the Kondak. gods. Or is power derived as a mandate from the masses? And that's from uh, it reminds me, Monty Python, The Quest uh-huh. for the Holy Grail, the political peasants. <laughs> so I don't know if that's like a shout out to that or like if that guy just thought that's kind of, I don't know. <laughs> but that's pretty good stuff. But yeah, I like how everything's been tying together. Mm-hmm. How like it's all yeah, coming together. So speaking of something big coming, <laughs> money <laughs> shot number one. Money uh, shot. Yeah, so we're straight. This, I guess, is a we're going to go back old school segment. Have I got a story for you? And this one kind of ended up being like, has Comic List got a story for us? Because we were <laughs> looking through last week, looking for books to read. And uh, we always like, I think we mentioned we go to Comic List every week to see what's coming out, which is a very good site, comiclist.com. It just like shows you all the upcoming books of the week. And uh, you can like read their synopsis. And uh, oh, it's good stuff. But. We were looking through books and we ran out of DC books. So we started looking at other stuff and we were like, money shot. That can't possibly be about what we think it's about. <laughs> and lo and behold, it is 100% Batman. 
what you think it's going to be about. But uh, before even to that, like it's a uh, oh, money shot number one, written by Tim Seeley and uh, Sarah Beatty. Betty? Yep. I don't know. Uh, have you ever read it? I know Tim Seeley a lot yeah. from DC, which was kind of funny. And uh, But have you ever read anything from her? Uh, I've seen the name before. I can't remember what she's done. Okay. I don't know. I've, I've never... definitely seen Sarah Beatty. I think she's done a bunch of the image stuff, but I can't oh, okay. put my finger on what she what. And drawn by Rebecca Isaacs and uh, colored by somebody who's has to use his middle name, uh, Kurt Michael Russell. <laughs> like, Whoa, colored Kurt by Russell. Kurt Russell. Colors, no, Kurt Michael Russell. <laughs> Kurt Russell's coloring comic books. Uh, and lettered by, like, well, we don't usually throw out, like, credits for letters, but yeah. Crank with an exclamation point. Crank with an exclamation point. Him and Hi-Fi might get together. Yeah, exactly. Right? A hi-fi crank but you, you didn't mention what got us to <laughs> first read this it was the tagline their mission seek out new worlds discover new life and fuck it yeah and fuck it <laughs> i was like oh my god it's it pretty like, hardcore it's like okay but yeah this is like basically yeah the entire series is summed up in their synopsis of that they do all over and it is a a story about scientists having sex with aliens for the glory of mankind and money and uh <laughs> It basically what it, the little thing before the book is like at one point two thousand what twenty seven mm-hmm. like they uh, you figure out that uh, there's life in the universe other than just Earth right but they looked down on Earth like they were like eh, Earth's kind of shitty so they didn't want us to be into their advanced technology or whatever. <laughs> So then time moves on to 2032 and like nobody gives a shit about science anymore. Nobody cares that there's aliens or anything. <laughs> but there's this group of scientists that have this technology to travel through space. Like, you know, just intergalactic travel, I suppose. And like to communicate with these other alien races. But it costs a shit ton of money to do it. And nobody wants to back them. But so they... uh the head scientist lady, like she, cause she's like all the other scientists she's working with are kind of mad at her as well because like she's kind of roped them into like this venture that's not making them any money or anything. And they're all kind of like at the end of their rope, like what are they going to do? And, uh, one night while trying to masturbate, <laughs> the head scientist. <laughs> and I love the cat that she, like the cat that she has, has like this, like translator so like it says what it's thinking like out loud and it's telling her like bad human bad bad no mate no bad self mate bad bad it's because she kicks the cat out of the room before Uh. so um but she's watching like some like she gets accidentally stumbles across like some super weird porn site where it's like a godzilla with a strap on like about to (laughs) like they're squishing cakes and they're about to like fuck some old ballerina dude with I don't know, a feather duster. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, like, it's just trying to hammer home, like, in the, this point in the future, like, everything has been done in porn. And not only has everything been done, but everybody's bored with everything that's available. <laughs> so, but she gets the bright idea to, uh, based on the fact that everybody's just bored with the regular shit that's out there, that's where she comes up with the idea to, like, kind of like a Patreon level thing, like mm-hmm. crowdfunding. Yeah, use crowdfunding. crowdfunding to source the money to use the the intergalactic traveler thing. They go and have sex with aliens 
and record it live, kind of like a chatterbait. And then while they're there, they also get to do some other science stuff. <laughs> do some other science stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's how but they get you, the money. Uh-huh. Then just back to the cat, though. Like when it gets super scared, it <laughs> makes a sound out loud, morop. And then, like, that also gets translated the same way. Oh, um, Rob. <laughs> like... But I love that, too. He's sitting there before he, just before he gets uh, scared. It's bad human. Revenge coming. Yeah. So, you know, there's got to be something comes up with this cat later. And the fact it. that it's plotting revenge while it's, like, looking all innocent while cleaning itself. <laughs> like, I don't know. So, yeah, that's they get the idea. Oh, and they're going to pay the aliens that they bone. They'll pay with water and air because that's free to them. <laughs> but it's, like, a very highly... A wanted commodity uh-huh. like in outer space but just what happens they're all good looking right and they're all like down to well, bone of course. but so they end up having you see them go on one adventure like it starts out it starts them, out like, with her about to fuck this like guy. about to bone like this alien dude like she's like a, like this alien fish guy it looks like the guy from uh that movie right <laughs> the with the guy that where's where they fuck the fish guy yeah so i don't know if it's like a rip on that as well <laughs> it might be but uh, but it's weird because they're also captive. Like they don't really well, go over that. That's the thing that cracks me up because I didn't realize they were captive until the end. Yeah, well, it starts like, there, and then I realize, wait a minute, they're in that uh truck the whole time, and so he's yeah. a guard. He must be their guard. And but she they just also goes, did a show. Like, like they they did a show while they did it. They yeah. even pay the guy. Like he has water. Like it's all. <laughs> or is he just like another slave? Like you don't even know. Like. <laughs> but it's hilarious because it just starts with I want you to fuck me sexy sick fish man he goes yeah. blue blue blue, blue, blue. <laughs> and the, 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 the robot translates it and he goes er blue <laughs> like eh, why not we're here yeah, sure why not because this is how it goes I know exactly how this works and I love the names Constant Plank uh, Super Massive Black Hole the Niels Bohr <laughs> spelled K-E-N-E-E-L-L K-N-E-E-L-S Bohr that's hilarious I love their poor names then so yeah they end up in like a gladiatorial combat arena and they're like this is where they want to be because they're trying to find this guy that's like super tantric I guess (laughs) Uh and you see he's got these giant like saggy balls he's like a fish guy as well but they say that he's going to reach an orgasm capable of generating enough energy to release uh, (laughs) release on the level of a nuclear fission so she thinks that'll definitely get them some ratings. So it's a very, very interesting book. <laughs> well, uh, the, part of the other joke was because that, that first sex scene they record, it only gets, what, six or 60%? Which is, yeah, six which is what uh, she was like, everybody was like before they started, remember? Yeah. Like that was the meh, was like the reaction to everything. Uh-huh. So she gets a meh as well. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, she's, exactly. Even that didn't get her anything. So she's hoping this will. Yep. Yeah. So I thought. But why would everybody fund it, like, already if they were just not into it already? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, see, you think it's too deeply into this. But I'd like to read a couple of these issues, see where they go before it gets too crazy, I guess. But Yeah, how far can they go with this? I don't know. Yeah, how many issues can you get out of this before? It's like, <laughs> all right, we get it. So. <laughs> we get it. But it was fun to read. I definitely recommend it mm-hmm. if anybody wants to pick it up. It's from what, Vault Comics. Especially since the next one's going to be balls to the wall, they say. Right. I think it's interesting, too. Like, the next page of their ad, they put, like, a story that has a giant butthole on the cover. <laughs> Black stars above. <laughs> Brown stars above, more like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah how could you take that seriously after this, after this we've just read? Right. 
I mean, I know there's so. a bunch of porn comics and whatnot out there, but <laughs> can he be like this? This is actually hilarious. Yeah, this is pretty good. Tim Seeley, I think, did pretty good. I don't know how much... Uh, they've Like, it's another question of there's two authors who gets credit for what. Mm -hmm. One name is on the cover, one isn't. Like, So, I don't know. And the art's pretty good, too. I didn't realize it was... Because uh, I'm not sure how big Vault is. I don't think I've ever read anything from them before. A lot of times when you get the independent ones, you can look at the book and say, oh, this is definitely independent. They don't have the time and money to spend to get all the detail and in the backgrounds and all the characters and everything, right? But this one, I was reading it, looked like it was something. I would think it was the opposite. I think, like, the the more independent, the more obscure you get, the better the art gets because it's, like, it's a bigger sell. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you're sometimes, use it I, more guess. In, I guess you'd use it more in your portfolio. You're going to yeah. try harder on something when you're trying to, like, come up on something, I guess. But, yeah, the art was really good. Not much background going on, but... No, I mean, some some pages had it. Like, when when she's in her bed and everything, you got a lot of the detail in the background. and Facial the, expressions are done very well. Facial expressions are done really yeah. well, yeah. Like, people get, like, they have surprise and, like, a lot of, like... Like, everybody has their own character. Like, you can see it. Like, yeah, you can see a lot of different facial expressions. Usually, it's like the expressions don't change. And like, dead eyes mm -hmm. and stuff, right? It's actually, you can see it in everybody. That's a good point. A lot, a lot of, some of the independent ones I've read that <clears throat> you can tell it's new, the newcomers and whatnot. Maybe that's what it is. Like, uh, every person has, like, a different expression on their yeah. face every time you see them. So, it's pretty good. But, yeah, I liked it a lot. So, yeah, that was a good, uh, I think next week we're going to have, uh, also have to yeah. Dig deep because it's going to be the fifth Wednesday of the month, which is notoriously bad for DC. Yes, it is. We'll find something. So, but yeah, just like you always go out and find stuff in the news. All right. Well, for the news here, I don't really have all that much. You never do. I never do. And then it always ends up being 40 minutes of bullshit. <laughs> well, in this time, the news really is, the only thing I have here is um, the CW is going to have a new show called Superman and Lois. So they're going to have a new Superman show. It's actually a spinoff of Supergirl, which so is kind of weird. a spinoff of Lois and Clark? No, a spinoff of, Super, Super, spin of Supergirl. The that's one that's on like, Well, we already right did Lois and Clark, so let's do you Lois know? and Superman. <laughs> Superman and Lois, yeah. And the only description of this is all the stress, pressures, and complexities that come with being working parents in, so in today's society. So it sounds like they're going to bring John Kenton. I was going to say they're parents. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I watched I watched uh, Supergirl for the first, I don't know, three seasons? Two or three seasons. Well, I think I got halfway through the third season and haven't continued. It's not very good. good. Huh? But yeah. there's a lot. It's basically with all the CW shows. If you like the CW shows, you like all of them. That's because they're all the same. They're all the same. Yeah, they're all the same. So, um, they're not bad. It's just uh, Supergirl was a little. At least the first couple of seasons, the acting was a little off, and they all, all feel like a CW show. So, <clears throat> I wasn't into it. But I might end up watching this because it's a Superman TV show. Yeah, why not? And that's all I have. Well, yeah, it's a Superman TV show, and it's not like a bullshit. Like, well, here he is as a kid. Or yeah. here he is as uh, old. Like, it's like a now now. So, yeah, if they do it right. Are they going to show him as Superman? Are they allowed to do that? Well, yeah, he's been on uh, Supergirl a bunch. And he's he's done uh, each crossover since uh, since since the Supergirl show started. 
he showed up in one episode towards the end, and then each crossover he's shown up. And with the now big um, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover, they're gonna have him. Uh, Brendan Routh is gonna play the Kingdom Come Superman. They're gonna bring in Tom Spine. Welling from the Supergirl. It's not a Supergirl from uh, Smallville. Why don't, they, why don't they have a Batman show where he can be Batman? I don't know. They're doing Batwoman, but they're not gonna be bringing in Batman. Well, nobody wants. <sighs> well, for the longest time, DC, uh, DC uh, uh, Warner Brothers refused to let them put their big characters on TV because they wanted them for the movies. They've they've let Superman go in go into this, the uh, TV shows a bit here and there. But they weren't going to give him a full show. Um, obviously, still won't let Batman in. But uh, it sounds like they may or may not be having a Superman movie for quite a while. So, like, screw it, just give him a show. I don't know. How terrible is that? Yeah. <clears throat> so, oh well. Anyway, there we go. So yeah. for the news, that's all I've got. But um, I wanted to talk about uh, uh, update. Remember we were talking about um, Middlemen last week? Yeah. Talking about how sadistic it was. <laughs> Yeah, it got all super dark there at the end. <laughs> yeah. So I posted uh, the uh, double splash page of all the body parts all over. And tell me how this sounds. How bad does it sound? So I did hashtag Metal Man uh, 1. Great book so far. Um, but has Will Magnus always been so sadistic? Uh, at DC Dandidio has created an interesting st- twist on the old team. And then listen to uh, episode 19 of our podcast, right? So basically I just said, has Will, has Will Magnus always been so sadistic? And I got a response back of, well, he did go mad and work for a foreign country for a while, was committed to a hospital, and was put on meds in the weekly series 52. So there's that. And that response wouldn't be that big of a deal, right? I wouldn't have been so upset by or worried about my response, my initial post, if that wasn't from Dan DiDio himself. Whoa. Dan DiDio <laughs> so, really stuck it to you. I'm like, uh... <laughs> So I went back to him. I go, hopefully my comment didn't come off as sarcastic. It was meant as an honest question. <laughs> Thanks for well, your feedback. Feedback. Well, I'm he thinking. gave you an honest answer. If that's true, like if all that stuff happened in that fifty-two series, yeah, it must have happened in fifty-two. So I think you're just being paranoid, and the guy actually responded to your honest question yeah. with an honest answer. But you're like, oh no, I don't know. He goes, so there's that. It just felt like, um, uh, yeah, I know what I'm doing, Mike. <laughs> Well, I guess, yeah, because you were saying, like, has this guy always been this crazy? And he's like, look, nerd boy, you got a podcast, you haven't even read all the stuff. Oh, <laughs> he totally got smacked the fuck <laughs> So down, did I get smacked dude. down, or did he, was he, uh, I, I don't think, know. I think he got smacked down by Dan. Are you sure it was the real Dan DiDio? It wasn't like Dan D. No, it's the real Dan DiDio. It was, it, did it have a verified check on it? Yeah, it's at DC Dan DiDio, yeah. What? Do mm-hmm. you think he listened to the episode? What? Do you think he listened to the episode? I think he's a friend of the podcast and he listens all the time. And he's gonna Whoa. he's invited to come on anytime he wants. No way. All right, come on the podcast, Dan DiDio. Dan DiDio, come on the podcast. <clears throat> and so there was there was and it, this wasn't I think I, this is verifies as an actual conversation because it went back to I said hopefully my comment didn't come off as sarcastic. It was meant as an honest question. <laughs> Thanks for your feedback. I never read fifty two, but need to go back and visit. I said, are there any other stories we should be reading as backgrounds of the series? And then he goes, the past stories just inform how I write the story. Hopefully you can read and enjoy the series without any previous knowledge of the characters. So, I thought it was kind of cool. You think, like, that's a robot? (laughs) That was a pretty weird answer, right? (laughs) Yeah. This story is based on this story, but do not attempt to learn from the other story, for it may confuse you further. All right. Dan, ignore Dieter, and you can, you're invited to the show anytime you want. And if anybody yeah. else wants to talk to us, 
you can um, follow us on Twitter at four color us with the number four <laughs> or on Instagram if you want to find the uh, comments from uh, at DC Dandadio on four color ultrasound.com with the uh, four written out <clears throat> or if you want to send us an email the old school way uh, four color ultrasound at gmail.com with the number four are we really at the point where email is old school yeah I think so well, yeah, because we're not going to give anybody an address to write a letter to. Right? No. <laughs> Email is pretty old school because everybody just talks on uh, Instagram or Twitter. Or, or if so. you want to come murder us in our sleep, send a letter to. <laughs> if you want to come murder us in our sleep for, for making a comment. Yeah. So in your in your fucking star lust eyes of Dan DiDio or whatever <laughs> you're going through all week. I like Dan did you, did you manage to find time to make a game? A game with a no name? A game with no name. Yes, I did. <gasps> Sweet. I kicked your ass last week, so I yeah, think you I'm did. back. I'm coming back, baby. So, yeah. All right. So, <clears throat> sorry. I'm laughing at it again. So, the name of this book is Lab Raiders. Lab Raiders. Lab Raiders. I hope you did a football one because that'd be interesting. <laughs> Would it be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like something about like the, the like the Oakland Raiders have to become scientists to keep funding their team after they're moved to Vegas because like they lost it all. So they're all now like they have like I don't know they run like a concussion lab science place or something. See, I can't. Do, this is why you bake the games. What? Anyway, you can't do this, this while I do it. This no. I was like, this is why you do it. I can. That's what I would have come up with. So anyway, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so <clears throat> here's the first one. In a collaboration. <laughs> Sorry. In a collaboration nobody saw coming, the NFL has teamed up with Black Mask to collaborate on the quote unquote true story as to why the Raiders left LA. When the sports world is rampant with HDH, steroids, and other PEDs, what better place to hide genetically engineered super soldiers trained to defend the Earth from interstellar warmongers, hell-bent on conquering the galaxy one planet at a time, than a beloved football team? After a final off-season spent defending the Earth across space and time goes awry, the universe will never be the same. This high-octane action comic blends America's true pastime with sci-fi horror for a brutal new adventure. <laughs> well, we can't. I hope it's that one now because <laughs> I have a future in writing comic books. Apparently, <laughs> I couldn't read that with a straight face after you just said that because because this says nobody saw it coming, but apparently you did. I saw it coming. <laughs> what, what would be greater than the Raiders in a laboratory? So, yeah. All right. All right. A pair of young... So here's the next one. A pair of young vigilantes break into a shady laboratory where bizarre tests are being run on animals. What at first seems like a simple rescue mission becomes more dangerous when they stumble on, mil, on secret military experiments, discovering to their horror that the animals they sought to help have been turned into something different, something monstrous. And once the cages are opened, Jeanette and Sarah quickly become the prey of these weaponized beasts. This high-octane comic blends vigilante heroics with sci-fi horror for a brutal new adventure. A brutal new island of Dr. Monroe adventure. Right. Well, that was like humans being crossed with yeah. animals. Yeah, okay, there slightly different. All right. <laughs> slightly different, but it's very similar. It's all new. Shut up. <laughs> it's all new. If you haven't seen it, it's new to you. According right. to the tagline, it's all new. Shut up. <laughs> Last one. For as long as humans have existed, we have wondered if we are alone in the universe. 
Make no, bounds, no, make no bones about it, though. We are not alone, and all humans will soon find out. Jeanette and Sarah learn, when, learn this when two fetching astronauts arrive in the back field of their Arkansas farm. Their mission? To boldly go where no Labrador has gone before and retrieve the resources needed to keep their pack surviving the harsh climate changes occurring back home. This high-octane action comic blends canine antics with sci-fi horror for a brutal new adventure. Well, <laughs> it's just like they made that Space Buddies movie. <laughs> they made that Space Buddies movie. Oh, jeez. Well, damn. It can't be the first one. <laughs> can't the be. Second. No. All right. It better not be. Oh, I'm gonna be pissed because <laughs> I'm not gonna pick it. All right. Because I never picked the Raiders and uh, uh, Monroe. Or a terrible book about dogs <laughs> in outer space. Uh, the real one is number three. The Labrador Retrievers? Yes. No, you're wrong. I win. <sighs> was it number two? Yes, it was. Ah, oh, shit. I should have picked that one. Did you like all the uh, dog puns? I tried to put, fit a couple more in there. Yeah, they were pretty punny. That's <laughs> why I thought it had punny. to. Be, yeah, I figured it had to be like I don't know. God damn! I'm not going to tell you why I thought that one. I'm no, not going to let on. you use it against me. Why? Like, what? All right. Because it's a competition. You've already, <laughs> you already have the advantage. Well, that's like like I said, I've got to win two thirds of them to win. More, two thirds or more. Okay. Right. But I think you're at the half. No, actually, wait, we are six and six to twelve now. I had seven last week. No. I think last That's week 18. gave me... S- and we're on uh, episode 19, right? And we did an episode, missed one. No, Mitch did all... Wallet ass Mitch gave us all the stats. But even last week I said that seven. And you were like, yeah. So I don't know. Well, now Mitch has to listen to all of them again. <laughs> Mitch has to go back and listen to all of them again. Wallet ass Mitch, get on it. <laughs> Knock our... Uh, p- Bumper numbers up, bump error numbers up again. Give us false, false beliefs of people I actually listening again. Last week, yeah. So well, I guess it's the most exclusive podcast on the internet. One, if you can find it. If you're listening, you've probably been invited to it, right? Nobody's just stumbling across this shit. Oh no, uh, uh, me Carter United did. That's right, he did. And where where is he now? Yeah, hey, actually, he did. He did reply last week. Ooh. He did bring up, uh, we should be reading, because um, I asked online if there's any other books to read. Yeah. <clears throat> he brought up um, Curse of the White Knight. And I said, Dieter doesn't like that shit. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dieter B. Carter. Said, I liked it. I told him I liked it a lot. Dieter already said no. And he's <laughs> the one that picks the books. And now you've seen behind the scenes. So that's enough for this week. Come back next week. We might peel back that curtain a little bit more on how things go down. <laughs> If I don't beat Mike for letting this cat out of the bag. But anyway, until uh, next week, uh, goodbye, Mike. Goodbye, Dieter. Boom, 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 boom.